0: So I'll be honest with you. I don't I haven't read a ton of books on it or whatever, but I I did watch some of the interviews by I think uh, one of the guys who pushes it is uh, Ibram X Candy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He basically says we're all racist. And that's that's his way of justifying it. He says, listen, we're all racist and we just need to teach everybody that they're racist and then we can move forward. And whoever whoever is in the majority, whoever's in power is, is the, is, is the one who's making everybody else oppressed and, and a victim. So whoever's the victim is, should, I, I don't know. It needs to stand up and, and, and kind of push back, uh, kind of ordeal. I just, I just think it's weird because I don't think I'm a racist. I don't feel like, I'm. <laughs> you know? I, and, and, and for you to sit there and say that to me, just makes me think maybe you're deep down racist and you want to, you want to justify it by saying, Hey, everybody's racist maybe it's just you man maybe it's not it's not the majority of the world it's not every single person maybe it's just you and a small minority in america because i think most people in america at least the most people that i've met in america have been have not been racist and i come from a country that i can tell you it's racism is very prevalent it's actually tribalism because it's more tribes than it is racist that it's it's very common
1: yeah, the division is uh, the division, the divisiveness in my book, in my opinion, it's just evil. It's one more way that the I believe that because I because I do believe in God, I do believe we we have an amazing creator and he wants to be our father. Uh, I, and because I do believe in the God of the Bible, I also believe uh, in the enemy, which is uh, a fallen angel, Lucifer, that has a horde of angels with them. It's interesting. It says that when he was cast out of heaven, a third of the angels went with him. Uh, have you ever thought about this? He was the angel. He, he was the angel overseeing all of music, right? He had literally instruments. His, his creation, his created being had instruments inside of his own being itself. He was the worshiping angel. Uh, when he left, a friend of mine shared, he said, you know, I think the angels, it says one third of the angels went with him. I think it was the choir. It could have been the choir. <laughs>
0: That's actually, right.
1: Really- it
0: could have been. They- the- I, you know, my thing is, it's the emotion that he goes for your emotions. He doesn't go for your logic. He goes for your emotions and and, uh, everything is he, he wants you to move only on emotion. And when you move only on emotion is uh, is how you get the choir to follow you.
1: Yeah. And then that, even if you take it another step further and you look at the music industry and what they're continually pushing out and who they idolize or they're kind of idols themselves to a lot of people uh, it's a, it's a dark, uh, it's a dark industry. And then, uh, and then uh, we've heard it time and time again, all the way back, all, all the way originally from, uh, uh, the founder of Breitbart sharing that politics is downstream from culture. So when you've got a culture of people that I, I idolize things that are really dark, some of them just are satanic. I mean, you just put it out. Some of them are just very open about it. It's getting more prevalent that they're bold in this, you know, idea of worshiping Satan. Literally, uh, I had a guest on a while back that was a stunt double in Hollywood. He was a stunt man in Hollywood, a stunt double. And he said that when he actually woke up to believe there was a God was when he saw how, how evil, the evil that really existed, when it hit him right square between the eyes with what he went through, he was like, if this kind of evil is real, then God has to be real. And that's what led him on his search. How did you, you know, how did you as a, as a young man, uh, how did you find and grapple with faith? You know, I was raised in the church. I walked away. I I came back. I knew God was real, and I came back, and I knew I wasn't living right. How did you personally uh, respond and and activate your faith and and get bold in your faith? For me,
0: uh, at um, at eighteen, I started training. I, I know I started a little late, but at eighteen, I started training, and uh, I I made victory my idol. I made winning God. If I was winning, everything was fine, and if I wasn't, everything was not fine. So, and, and it, it made me really, um, it was making me really empty inside. I was losing friends and I just, I just didn't care about a lot of things. And it just, that was the only thing I cared about. And, uh, I remember one day my mom comes to me and says, listen, there's some problems with Iran and we are actually, because we have some land still there. Uh, one of our uncles is still there. And, 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 and so he was helping to support us. He's like, Hey, uh, we don't have what we used to have, so we have basically zero support. And she mm-hmm. looks at me and she says, "What are we gonna do?" And now I just mentioned, you know, I, the only thing I ever cared about was winning. At that point, it was it was my only uh, goal, only thought. And I had I had a job, but it was so I could compete. At that time, I wasn't a professional; where I was getting paid. So my my only thought was like to make if any money I made was so I can compete if it was so I could buy the the proper gear is, is to is to get gas money to train and and just do that I and when she said that to me it, it kind of hit me and I it, it um it scared me and it broke me and I I, I remember th- thinking to myself man what am I gonna do I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I, I was a spoiled brat I my mom had taken care of me at that point I was I think I was twenty two and and um. She Had pretty much taken care of me of my whole life, and she had never asked me anything. Mm. And she had never asked me anything. I just said, I'll, I'll figure it out. I just that's that's all I said. And uh and I sat down and I remember sitting down in my room and just thinking, there's nothing I could do. I there I have zero ability to do anything to fix this. And that's mm. when I just I said, I thought to myself, if he's up there and if he's real, I'm gonna, I'm. I, this is my chance. You know, I'm gonna ask him right now. So I just, I just looked up and prayed. I said, "Listen, if you're real, if, if you're up there, give me something. Give me, give me something. Show me you're real." So, about like a week or two later, I get a call from from an MMA coach of mine, Rafael Cordero. He's actually currently working with Tyson, and mm. he says to me, "Listen, what do you think about fighting in Brazil?" And I was like, "I would love to," except right now is not the time. I got to make money and things like that. He's like, no, no, don't worry about it. You, they're actually going to pay you quite a bit. And then he told me how much they were going to pay me. And I was like, wow, I've, I've fought before. And I, I pretty much had to pay to fight, including my camps and things like that. So I was wow. like, wow, what are the chances? So I, I, <laughs> I, I looked up and I was like, Uh, maybe let let me let let's let's see if this is for sure. So, anyways, a month later I'm in Brazil. I have this fight. I went in the first round, come home, and I give my mom this uh this paycheck and I say, We're good, right? She's like, Yeah, we're good for like maybe two months. What about this? And what about the bills and and the loans? And 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 when she started mentioning these things, I started freaking out again. So I went back in my room and again I was like, I have I can do zero about this. And I just looked up and said, Listen can you do that again? Uh, kind of deal. <laughs> like, it, it, <laughs> like, can you do that again? And the, just the strangest thing started happening. A friend of mine called me and he's like, listen, I'm, uh, I know I'm older, but I want to train more and I want, uh, I want to compete as well. So he calls me and he, and he's like, uh, let's do some one-on-ones. I said, okay. And I didn't even think about it. I started doing some one-on-ones with him. And the first day we did a one-on-one, he gave me, he, he, uh, He gave me some cash, and I said, dude, I can't take this. He's like, no, 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 you're going to take this. And then I said, okay. And then right before I was about to leave, he grabbed me, and he's like, so when are we going to do this again? And I said, whatever you want. (laughs) 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 Like three, four times a week. uh, And it it just – it was able to support me until my next Mm -hmm. fight, and then my next fight would support me again again. And and I went from just – it was from nothing to just – sustaining family. Mm. I just thought to myself, wow. So I remember just at that point, I was like, listen, okay, I I get it. You're up there. You're real. What do you want from me? And I remember the, the second I said that, the first thing that came to my mind was a wrestling coach that I had. He was a pastor who would always invite me to church. And I'd be like, ah, man, I can't, I got, I got training. I got to train on Sundays and you guys mix in with my training time. It just doesn't work out for us. So, I just remember thinking about that and I just was like, okay, I hear you. I, I go to church and honestly, I gotta tell you, the 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 first couple of months in church were really difficult. Just walking in there, I, I was like, Man, I don't belong here. This doesn't feel right. I, I I I gotta get out of here. None of the stuff they say is for me. I don't live this kind of life. And but I stayed. I stayed because, you know, no. I I made a commitment. And because I stayed, I just listen listen and listen and listen and listen more i just thought to myself man they keep talking about this jesus guy and i know him i've heard of him i mean i grew up with him but like what's this story so i i just talked to the pastor who was my wrestling coach and and you know he started he's like dude just pick up your bible and read i'm not i'm not (laughs) gonna right now pick up your bible and start reading so I picked up my Bible and I started reading and uh, yeah. I just I fell in love with the character uh, and and the person of Jesus. And mm. and I continued to wrestle with him for, for a long time. But eventually I I, uh, I didn't give my heart. I bent my knee and I said, be my Lord and Savior. You know, a lot mm. of people say you have to invite him into your heart. I, it was totally different for me. I had to bend down and say, listen, it's all yours. All of mm. it is yours. Not just my heart, everything, because I'm I'm going to ruin myself if I continue to do things my way.
1: Wow, man, that's so beautiful. the The story and the journey of of struggling with, of coming to uh, terms with who Jesus is, um, and it's also a beautiful testimony too for everybody out there watching or listening. Uh, what you just heard is a beautiful testimony of how good God is. Uh, that he that he answers prayers, that he hears you in your time of need. You know, here we are. We're hearing we're hearing Benny's talk about the the fact that he didn't really have a relationship with God, um, but he was found himself in a very difficult situation and position with his mom and with bills and everything else. And I'm not saying that just if you have trouble with bills that that's when you should reach out and that God's some genie that's going to pop out and help you. What I'm talking about is look at what God has done in his life since that point, and that was just the beginning point. Uh, a good friend of mine shared with me a long time ago, you know, he said this this Christian faith that we that we call it is more of a romantic journey of faith. And it is a journey. And it's romantic because we've got the creator of the universe that literally loves us and wants to walk with us. And as if we just listen to him, like Benny's sharing, that he's listened to him, uh, look at what God's done in his life. Uh, so speak to the one right now, because that was really powerful. Um, That was really powerful. Speak to the one listening right now that maybe has some doubts or they're just not sure about this whole faith thing. They're listening. They hear your story. They see what God has done in your life. What would you say to the person that's just wondering what they should do next?
0: I personally had to hit rock bottom. I had to be in a position where there was no left or right for me. I, I had to I had to step up. But that doesn't have to be for you. that doesn't have to be for everybody. You can raise your hands out up right now and say, "Listen, I just show me, show me you're up there. show me that you're real. show me that you want uh what I hear that you want. show me that you want to love me, show me this and that, and he will instantly show you. It will not take long i i I truly believe that so if 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 you seek, you will find if you knock, the door will be open and I think it's just that it's that simple.
1: Well, I know it's been uh, it's been an amazing journey for myself as well. Uh, and I don't do this every one, but I just want to ask if, uh, if we can pray. I'll, I'll say some words, and if you'd like to pray for that one watching and listening right now as well. Uh, I just really feel like people are hearing this message of you. They've seen you on the grand stage in the UFC fighting, winning. They understand you're a bad dude. You're, you're serious when it comes to mixed martial arts. Uh, you're one of the baddest dudes out there, but you're so humble. And to have all of that in one package and one person that that like you are that you carry, uh, it's powerful, brother. So uh let's just pray. If you're watching right now, you're listening, you just heard uh Benny uh Benil share exactly what you should do next. We're just gonna pray that God would meet you right now. So, Father, for that one watching or listening right now, we're just praying that as they do take a step towards you, as they do turn their heart towards you, Father, we just ask that you would you would release your love on them that you would bless them that you would uh encounter them with your love that they would know without a shadow of a doubt god that you love them that you have a plan for them and that you're excited to to walk with them in their life in jesus name
0: amen amen that was awesome that's awesome i i don't think i've ever done a prayer in a meet, uh, in an interview so this is this is a new level i love it
1: well that's what that's what i try to bring i just try to do what i what I hear Papa asking, you know, I hear Holy Spirit saying, you got to pray with people. They're watching and listening right now. And your message is powerful. What God has done in your life is amazing. And the fact that you're honoring him and that story of faith is intertwined with who you are. It's like myself. I can't I can't separate what God's done in my life uh, and just talk about this without talking about who he is and what he's done. And I see God doing that in you, brother. And I see that it's still just the beginning. It's the, the, the foundation that you've built with your uh, with your seeking him, with putting him first, uh, and the foundation that you built now for your family, uh, it's all just building bigger and bigger. And I just pray and I just declare that your foundation will get even bigger and broader so that your message of who you are and who he is can reach more and more people, millions of people around the world, brother. So I just pray that for you and believe that for you in Jesus' name.
0: Thank you, brother. Praise God, man. I, I, I appreciate it. This interview has been, I was not expecting this. You know, I wasn't sure what to expect, but this this was a uh, this was just fellowship this is all that was yeah. so uh uh may the lord bless you my brother thank you
1: thank you final thoughts man F- final word you've you've uh what what's on your heart burning right now where can people find you as well let's make sure that we you 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 put your either website out there or your handle out there and i'll make sure it's on the screen what what's your final thoughts
0: i think my final thought would be you know currently i would say there's this there's this message that i've been getting a lot it, it was for me personally because uh i'm i'm a kin- kingdom builder i'm i'm somebody who likes to go out there and I accomplish things and uh i'm recognizing sometimes we're so focused on the kingdom outside the one that we're building the one inside is getting broken down and that's mm-hmm. our family. like like we mentioned the enemy comes, uh, comes after us through our weaknesses and our families going to be that if we're just focused on the outside kingdom um one of the best examples i have is uh david uh, king david he was the greatest kingdom builder earthly kingdom uh in my opinion uh, some people say solomon but i believe it was david he built the greatest kingdom he set the foundation for it solomon comes comes in and uh, you know adds to it but in a generation, it all fell apart. And the reason why it all fell apart was because he couldn't stay faithful to his first f- first wife. His first wife mm-hmm. was Michelle She was the daughter of Saul, the former king, and he couldn't stay faithful to her. He chose to go out, marry multiple women because he saw it from other cultures, the Philistines and the Canaanites. And he thought because they're, those kings are doing it, I could do it too. I'm a king. And he took and he was being prideful, even though he's a man after God's own heart, he did that and uh, built this greatest kingdom. but because of that, his son ends up doing the same thing, having multiple wives. I mean, he just multiplies wives until he has a thousand of them, and then ends up worshiping the gods of the Philistines, of the Canaanites, of the women that he married. He ends up worshiping all those gods and and the greatest kingdom ever built fell in one generation and it's very yeah. common today as well. Um, there's somebody who I used to look up to and I, you know, in a lot of ways I respect still what he did. Uh, Rabbi Zacharias, he built one of the greatest apologetic kingdoms we've ever seen. And in less than a generation, it all fell apart because of adultery. So we have to notice yep. that our, our wives, our children are first. If we can't keep that kingdom together, none of the other ones matter.
1: So good, brother. And so right on. Um, it's uh, it's uh, a tale and it's uh, it's something that happens far too often for, for men, especially because we just want to go out and build something big for our family. And the problem is we leave our family in the dust and our family winds up in shambles. So that's a powerful message and uh, one that you definitely need to continue sharing, my brother. So Beniel, uh benil dariush my brother so good to be with you today man thank you for taking the time to hop on say hello to your beautiful wife and kiss that little baby alva for me uh just as her big brother uncle i'd be like an uncle david i'm a, I'm an uncle david to a lot of little kids yeah, but brother,
0: brothers in christ that makes you an
1: uncle yep that's right that's right uh enjoy that little baby man it's uh my daughters are 23 and 25 now so i remember when they were one i used to I used to work long days and I'd come home and I'd pull them out of their crib and I would just rock them, you know, back and forth. I'd just rock them and I'd just pray over them and they had some pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing times with them. So enjoy that, baby. God bless you, my brother. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep knocking them out and we're going to be praying for you all the way. All right. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Lord bless you. you guys.
0: All of you guys. Lord bless you all. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you, friends. Uh, make sure that you are following him. If you uh if the spelling should be up there, B-E-N-E-I-L Dariush. D-A-R-I-U-S-H. Make sure you're following him on social media. Uh, make sure you check out his website. It's on there and just give him your support. He's the kind of individual that we need to support. We need him in sports like UFC. We need his class and we need his heart. And he's got a heart for family, uh, for faith and for this country. And we so So need that right now. So please, if you haven't already, share this, comment, like, and share this with 10, 15, 20 friends. You never know who will hear this message, and something might just wake them up or just spark a little bit of new faith inside their own heart. Uh, And that's obviously what I think all of us need more of right now. So God bless you all. Thank you so much. And my sponsor for today is MyPillow. Please get over to MyPillow.com. Find yourself something nice from the mattress topper that I love to his towels and his sheets. And use that code, TRUMP2020, when you do. He'll know you heard it here. God bless you. We'll see you again next time. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is The David J. Harris, Jr. Show.